Welcome to the Unleashing Sister Saints podcast with Susan Madsen. Now, for those of you that don't know me, I'm a women and leadership scholar and global thought leader and speaker and professor. I'm the Karen Haid Huntsman Endowed Professor of Leadership in the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. And I'm also the founding director of the Utah Women and Leadership Project. So now this is the 39th week that I've done episodes. So 39 episodes. And I'm thinking of switching things up a little bit. So I would love to hear your comments about what you like and what you think might be great for me to do if I decide to shake things up a little bit. I know I want to hear more from you and your experiences and questions that I can discuss on the podcast as well. And I don't have to say your name. Feel free to email me anytime at unleashingsistersaints at gmail.com. Now, today I want to share some of the research my team and I did in the state of Utah, as we gathered sexist comments from nearly 1,000 women. I thought we would get about 200 responses, but we got flooded. Now, it took us a whole year to analyze the data, and we've published many reports. But I want to talk about an article we published in addition to our general academic reports. Robin Scribner, Ali Barnes, and I, we published a piece in Square Two Journal. And if you have never heard of that journal, it is great. Valerie Hudson is the main editor of that and great articles in that journal. The target audience for that journal is Faithful Latter-day Saints. Now, the article we published was called Sexist Comments in Latter-day Saint Settings. Now, for some background, sexism takes many forms from blatant and aggressive to unintentional and subtle. Gender-related societal attitudes social norms, unconscious biases, microaggressions, all contribute to the sexist behaviors and attitudes that are partially responsible for much of the inequity women face every day in a variety of settings. Now, researchers have noted that in both private and public spaces, women encounter messages that reinforce gender roles and stereotypes, demean women as a gender group, and sexually objectify women. So sexist comments and remarks show up in nearly everyday conversations for some, public discourses and virtually every other social setting, including in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and other religious settings as well. And the goal of our study was not just to call this out, but to educate the public on the many forms of conscious and unconscious sexist comments made by individuals, both men and women, and to equip sisters and women with effective responses that could reduce sexism in all settings. In addition to five research and policy briefs that we have published, we wanted to pull out data specific to Latter-day Saint contexts and share it in a separate article. So the goal of this article specifically that we published in Square Two was to educate members of the church on the many forms of conscious and unconscious sexist comments made in church settings. Now, overall, there were 1,750 individual comments reported, and about 100 of them occurred within the religious context, and most were Latter-day Saints. And they shared exactly 119 accounts of sexist comments or remarks, with 99 being made by men and 16 were made by women, and four we didn't know if it was a man or a woman. So curiously, while most of the remarks made by men came from men ages 46 through 70, when women made sexist comments that actually ranged from 18 years old to clear to 70. 
So let me tell you about a few of the themes. We actually had six themes that arose when we looked just at Latter-day Saint, the comments made in Latter-day Saint audiences. So I'm going to share a few in this episode. The first theme was gender stereotypes, and there were 42 comments made in that category. Now, respondents gave examples of phrases they heard directed towards women, including, here's a comment, women are the guardians of virtue. Here's another one. Sisters are just too emotional. Another one. Women are suited for nurses and teachers in motherhood. Let's not distract from where God-given talents reside, end of quote. One woman shared a story of a council wherein the women in attendance were largely ignored and then given all the responsibilities for a large multi-stake activity. When she asked if the men could help with the event, she was told, quote, women are just so much better at these things, end of quote. Comments describing stereotypes about men were also included, such as, quote, fathers are the rulers in the home, and that a job promotion, quote, should go to a man because men think more clearly. Though a large majority of comments coded as gender stereotypes also related to marriage and motherhood, the variety of comments related to this theme show that stereotypes of all kinds are commonly held and commented on by church members in Utah, at least. And I'm sure it's outside of Utah, maybe more in Utah, who knows. The second theme I wanted to talk about in this episode is called women's role as homemakers. Now, there were 42 remarks perpetuating gender stereotypes. 31 were specifically about the need for women to prioritize homemaker roles, primarily marriage and motherhood. Now, a single female law student in the study recalled being asked, quote, what will your future husband think about you attending law school? Now, as a new convert and an active duty member of the United States Army at the time, another woman heard a talk by a high-level church leader that said this, it is inappropriate for women to serve in the military as their highest ideals won't be developed there. That we women should prepare for motherhood and learn to best use the resources that our husbands bring home for the family, end of quote. Here's another one. A stake president told a group of Relief Society sisters that, quote, too many girls and not enough men were going on missions after the age change. He said that as mothers, it was our job to make sure our daughters understood that marriage was more important and our sons understood that missions are a priesthood requirement, end of quote. Women were told, quote, your priority is to get married. Now, another respondent noted that women were often referred to, quote, only via reference to their relationship status. Married women, single women are mothers. Now, the priority for women to get married and become mothers was a prevalent theme throughout the study. Of course, marriage and motherhood are doctrinally foundational roles for women, but they are not the only roles for women. And further, attaining these roles is often outside of a woman's control. There were frequent comments of this type made many women in our study feel diminished, especially if they weren't wives and mothers, and further diminished in terms of their other qualities and contributions. So that was the second theme. Now, here's the third theme infantilizing or condescending. Now, 33 comments were made in this theme. 
One woman stated, anytime I'm asked to do something at church, like a calling, the bishop wants my husband present. I was told it was because callings are a decision to be made between spouses. But when my husband gets a calling, I'm never invited to join. Another woman shared that when she brought some questions and concerns to a religious leader, he immediately responded, I know you think you have these concerns, but you don't. What you are lacking is faith. Women often lack faith to see the truths in this area. A woman college professor who had taught for over 20 years in Utah responded that a specific demographic of students tends to exercise microaggressions towards me, specifically white Latter-day Saint male students who are returned missionaries and unmarried. They make snide comments in the classroom to each other in what I call back-of-the-bus attitudes. Now, I thought that was interesting. Whether it was due to an assumed lack of authority or women's supposed lesser status in church settings, comments under this theme showed condescension towards or bias against women in a variety of ways. Now, many of you may have heard these and may not consider them sexist, but they are. I'm going to share more comments in the next episode, but I want to share some key definitions. So sexism refers to, quote, prejudice or discrimination based on sex and behavior, condition, or attitude that foster stereotypes of social roles based on sex, though it can take many forms, such as words or actions from men to women, women towards men, and even women towards women and men towards men. The, the most common form continues to be from men to women. And the literature breaks sexism in two categories, hostile and benevolent. Now, hostile sexism, usually it's pretty easy to spot. And according to researchers, this type of sexism includes more blatant prejudiced attitudes and obvious negative stereotypes, assessments, or evaluations about a gender. For example, this can include statements and actions that generalize women as inferior to men, not competent, unintelligent, too emotional, and manipulative. Sexual harassment fits into that category, too. Examples can include the following situations, telling or laughing at sexist jokes, deciding on a higher promotion or pay increase based on gender, calling out only male employees to make comments in meetings, or regularly asking women who are in the same positions as men in a meeting to be the ones to get drinks or take notes. Looks like I'm out of time. I'll tell you more about benevolent sexism actually the next episode then. So I will be doing another episode on this topic as there's more to share. Sexist comments do appear and occur in any setting. And sometimes men and women don't think they're a big deal as they're used to hearing them, especially in church settings and so forth. But the research continues to say that they do matter consciously and unconsciously. Sometimes for us as women, things just don't feel quite right to us and, and we might brush it off, but things need to change if it doesn't make us feel good. I'm sure I've even said sexist comments to other women. I'm sure I don't do that as much anymore because I'm so aware of them and I'm trying to do better. But just overall, sexist comments do matter and they often make women, whether they're conscious or not, feel uneasy and feel devalued, honestly. So if you want to share any comments you've heard within church settings or at work, 
that clearly come from people's background in church settings, send them to me at UnleashingSisterSaints at gmail.com. Now, thanks for listening to this episode of Unleashing Sister Saints. This is Susan Madsen, and I'm devoted to unleashing the positive impact of Sister Saints on the world.